0: Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. I hope you like my intro. Today's episode is titled Thursday's Truck Day. When I was small, I remember working at my dad's store from the time I was maybe five or six years old, picking up cigarette butts out in the gravel parking lot, burning trash, in the basement having to sweep the sidewalk and little things like that now my dad was not a mean taskmaster but he did believe in work i think he actually liked to work after he retired he seemed like a lost soul i always believed he should have kept working but so he liked us boys to work and so we did around the store I think it was probably more work for him to have us work than if we wouldn't have been there. So he must have been trying to instill into us a work ethic that would stay with us the rest of our lives. And I think he did a pretty good job of that. Looking back, I wish I would have taken more interest in his store. But I always had a wandering mind wanting to do something different, something else. And so I never appreciated it till it was gone. What's that Joni Mitchell song? You don't know what you've got till it's gone. They paved paradise. That's a fact. Thursdays at the store were always a very big day because it was the day the big semi-truck from the grocery wholesaler would come and he would deliver us our order for the week. All week long, Dad and Dutch would make orders of everything we needed ketchup and coffee and potatoes and all the stuff that goes in a grocery store. Anything we were low on we needed refilled. And on Thursdays, the truck would come up and pull to the side of the store. My dad's old grocery store was on the corner, so the truck pulled right up alongside, and we opened these big sliding doors on the store and the truck opened his sliding door on the side of his semi-trailer, and we'd stack up a bunch of full boxes in the uh, store, and he would bring out these big metal sliders. They were probably a foot to 15 inches wide, probably about 10 feet long, and they'd all interlock with each other. So If he needed two or three of them, they'd just lock them into place every one of these slides had moving wheels that were probably on a bearing or something. And it was all pointed downhill And gravity. They'd put these boxes on that slide, and they'd slide right down into the store. And we'd catch them. The truck driver, Clarence, would put the box on on the rollers, and away they go down to us. And we'd catch them, and you'd have to be on your toes. You didn't want to let a box of ketchup bottles fall on the floor and break. And so it was a lot of work. We always had several hundred pieces at the end of the time of unloading the truck. You'd stack them, and Dutch would always tell you where this went or that went, and we'd work and work and work, and someone was always in the front of the store watching the store, usually either Bev or Vi or Mrs. Doppelmeyer or Yvonne. One of them would be watching the store up front, and all of us guys that have to be unloading that truck, and Bill would take those big sides of beef, and he'd carry them into the cooler, and Bill's face would get very, very red. Bill has always seemed old to me. I don't know how old he was back then. He had to be in his 50s anyway. Bill and Dutch and my dad would carry all that heavy beef into the cooler and hang up those sides of beef, and then they'd put everything refrigerated we'd have to put in that cooler till we could get it out to where it belonged in the store. Bill cut it up for his meat market there. So as little guys we were expected to unload those boxes and and even though some of the boxes were heavy we could handle it. I think it made us strong a lot of times one of us would get up in the truck with Clarence and that was always kind of fun because Clarence didn't bark orders like maybe my dad would. And at the end of the, the truck was empty before we pushed the rollers back up into the semi-trailer. The last box of the day, he set it there and he sets you on the box and you could ride down those rollers and they catch you at the bottom. And that was as fun as any roller coaster. Back when you're seven or eight years old, going down there, lickety-split. That was quite a ride. I bet my mom would freaked out if she would have seen it. So I guess you could have fallen off and had been six foot down, I don't know, quite a ways. After Clarence would go on to the next grocery store he had to deliver groceries to, we'd slide that door shut if it's in the winter or leave it open if it was in the summer. And Dutch would proceed on counting, and he would take a long time. He'd have to count every piece, make sure that we weren't short something. If we were short, he'd have to figure out what we were short. Was it the mayonnaise that we were short? What about the 12-ounce jars of pickles? Maybe it was the laundry detergent. You never knew until he could track it down, and it took Dutch quite a while to make that count every time. Say so you had 350 pieces come and two things were missing. How are you going to figure out what it was? Dutch did it. He did his due diligence. I remember as soon as we got everything unloaded and Dutch started counting, my dad went back to make sure everything was running fine in the store. Our job was to identify what needed to be taken out and put onto the shelves. I don't think we were smart enough to figure that out, so my dad probably always told us, okay, it's time to take the pork and beans out there. Always rotate your stock, put the old ones towards the front, and dust everything when you do it. And we take one or two things out at a time, one or two boxes out. It's not like going to the grocery store today and you can't get through an aisle because they have 20 boxes stacked up there right in front of what you need to get to. Or you go around the dairy and the ice cream, there's big old huge tubs full of ice cream that's supposed to be being put into the freezers and nobody's there. So what, the ice cream's melting? Going to the grocery store a lot of days is like going to a obstacle course. Weave in and out and have to back up. And all of a sudden, you're stuck with another customer coming and going because there's not even room for one buggy getting through. Now, when I say a buggy, I mean a shopping cart. My wife makes fun of me for calling it a buggy, but that's the way I was raised. My dad called them buggies. We'd always have to repair those buggy wheels. You know, you get a shopping cart and you start down the aisle and bump a da bump a da bump a -a bump Or one of them's not even turning. It's heading sideways and all that. Well, one of our jobs is we have to turn those suckers over, pull all that string out from it, take the gum off the bottom of a wheel, oil them and clean them and make sure they're running nice and smooth for your shopping experience i don't think that happens too much anymore at least not where i shop as i got older my dad's dew store building the truck would have to back in and no more did we unload from the side of the semi-trailer but we unloaded from the back of the semi-trailer but it was the same drill the exact same drill The only thing that was different is we were older then, and so we didn't get the opportunity to ride down on the last box. Down those sliding wheels, click, 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 zoom, boy, they'd go down, and you'd go down fast. I really missed that. That was fun. That was as good as any ride you'd ever ride anywhere in your life. A little bit of a reward for working your butt off there unloading that truck. Getting all the lettuce and the tomatoes and the onions off that truck, and you have to shuck all the onions, get all that peely skin off. I'm old enough to remember on the eggs we get 'em in these great big crates and he'd have to hold each one to a light bulb they call candling the eggs, light bulb to make sure that it wasn't fertilized, make sure it was fit for human consumption, or at least fit to sell in the store. put them in the cartons things like that have sure changed now I look at the eggs just to make sure three or four of them aren't broken before I purchase them grocery stores today are obviously far superior to what they were in the 1950s and 1960s but there's a charm and a feeling and a nostalgia That if we ever see it again, it'll be in some rural little place where we just happen to stumble upon. If a town has more than a thousand people, chances are it has a pretty nice little store anymore. There's not going to be any Dutch in the back, candling the eggs. And probably not some little kid shucking the onions. It just is what it is. And I have embraced improvement in mankind as much as I can. I know a lot of it might not be improvement, but here we are in the 21st century, all trying to do our best. I really miss the days of picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot, chasing my brother around with one that some lady with ruby red lipstick had thrown out there in the gravel and was all red and gross looking, and he's screaming and squealing, or burning the trash, In the basement, one box lid at a time, watching it burn, complaining about having to go to work when all our friends are out in the park playing or unloading that truck and knowing we have to step to it. There's too many bosses around there to get away with goofing off. If it's not my dad telling you to hurry up and get that stacked and stack it right and stack it nice and stack it neat, it's Dutch saying that doesn't belong there, it belongs over there. Or it's Bill saying, can you get that box of chicken livers, put it in the cooler or whatever. Actually, I think the chickens just came whole and he had to do the livers himself. As I got older in that store I was given the responsibility of ordering things for that weekly truck and checking people out. It's not like it is today. Just don't scan, scan, scan. You had to know your prices and read the prices and make sure the prices were right and enter them into the cash register and sack or box it. We always boxed. If we could we used all of our boxes and most people like to have their groceries in a box and that was great because sacks cost money and boxes didn't and we didn't have to burn the box then we just sent it home with you if you were a preacher in town we probably put your groceries in a beer box just thinking we were funny and usually that was met with laughs and jokes and nobody really ever got too upset with us for doing that carrying your groceries out for you once in a while someone tip you a nickel mrs. Dumas down at the trail riders would tip you a dime when I look back working in my dad's store I have to think that that was one of the best times in my life you could have never convinced me of it then but there are so many memories that were made there and relationships with people that will never leave my heart I do the grocery shopping in our family now and there's one and only one reason why I do it Mm -hmm. For some reason, it's my happy place. It gives me comfort and joy to go into a grocery store and see the way that it's arranged, look for the wonderful things that they do with new technology and new ways, and shake my head at some of the ways I think they should be presenting things and doing things. Why isn't this floor cleaner? Why is that bathroom a mess? Why don't they have a butcher wrapping your meat in paper? Makes me smile and feel good to go to the store and see how much money I can save. And turn right around and shake my head and realize how much money it costs just to eat. Never miss an opportunity to be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Beam me up, spotty.